Right, I'm going to be reading from 1 John chapter 5, verses 6 to 12. Starting at verse 6. This is He who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not by the water only, but by the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God that He has borne concerning His Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. Whoever does not believe God has made him a liar, because he has not believed in the testimony that God has borne concerning his Son. And this is the testimony, that God gave us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. Let's pray. Father, again, we thank you for the sacred scriptures. Thank you that we have your word to grow us and mature us and to transform us more into Christ-likeness. But also to, to convict us of our sin, to grow us in the truth, so we can walk humbly with you and trust you in this dark world. But Father, help me now to be clear and understood. Help me to, to speak the truth in love with a tender heart. Help us to hear what your word has to say to our minds and hearts. But thank you, Father, that your word always keeps us on the narrow road. Helps us from wandering and bringing in our own beliefs and our own figment of our imagination. Help us as a church, Father, and me as their pastor to, say, to stay pure to your word to be found trustworthy with the Scriptures and faithful with your Word. Help me, Father. Help me, Holy Spirit, as I come to preach now. Take your words and work them in the hearts of the congregation. Help us, Father. Pray on us this all in Jesus' name. Amen. As you know, last week we started with part one of God's testimony. And this morning we're going to continue with God's testimony from 1 John chapter 5, verses 6 to 12. And it's important that we hear this because we always hear from men who testify about God, who share God's word, who witness God's word, but yeah, we have God's testimony concerning His Son. God has a testimony. But do we believe God's testimony? Do we know what God's testimony is? And this is what John is doing in, in, in chapter 5, verses 6 to 12 of his first letter. He's sharing with us God's testimony. And the word testimony here is repeated eight times in reference to God's testimony. And, and that means that John is trying to get our attention. Because testimony, or God's testimony, is, is important. And we're going to see that as we work into the sermon. The basic meaning of the word testimony or witness is someone who has personal and 
immediate knowledge of something. And John has knowledge of something and of someone. And he has, and that someone is Jesus Christ. And it's important that we know God's testimony and get God's tes- testimony right. Not only for our own lives, for, but for the witnessing of God's testimony to other people. And why is it so important to know God's testimony? Well, because our salvation depends on it. The only way in which we can know and be saved if we hear God's testimony truthfully and faithfully shared to us, witnessed to us. And if we have, well, then we can accept through faith, the testimony of God concerning Jesus. And, 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 and our Heavenly Father hasn't left us alone. He has given us as His Spirit. But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who proceeds from the Father, He will bear witness about me. The role of the Holy Spirit is to bear witness to the truth about Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit is also there to convict us of sin, righteousness, and judgment. He does a great work through not only the sacred scriptures when they are preached faithfully, but through God's testimony. The world needs to hear God's testimony. Our salvation depends on believing God's testimony. And so do the people out there. They need to hear us share God's testimony faithfully. Because it is the absolute truth. God's testimony confirms the truth about His Son, Jesus Christ. Let me quickly refresh our minds with our first truth that we looked at last week. And then we'll move into our second truth from 1 John chapter 5, verses 6 to 12, that God testifies to us about His Son to help us believe His testimony. And the first truth that we looked at from 1 John chapter 5 verses 6 to 12, we looked at the first truth and the first truth is his testimony is trustworthy. We must know that we can trust God's testimony. We can actually trust his word. But I'm not going to go more into that and I'm repeating myself. You can go back to last Sunday and listen to that first truth. And the reason why we can trust God's testimony is because God cannot lie. When God speaks the truth, He speaks from His own nature because He is the Father of truth. You have the Father of truth and you have the Father of lies, Satan. And when Satan speaks, he speaks from his own nature, which is lies. And when God the Father speaks, the Father of truth, when He speaks, He speaks from His own nature and it's truth. And we need to sit up and listen to what what our Father has said to us, what God has said to us in His Word. And the problem in this church, there are false teachers. They are teaching a false gospel. This is why John writes, This is He who came by water and blood. Who is He? Jesus Christ. Not by the water only, but by the water and the blood. Because the false teachers were happy with the water, but they were not happy with the blood. And we touched on that. We looked at 
the water. And the water was to do with Jesus' baptism. And at his, at his baptism, the Spirit of God came upon him like a dove and rested on him and anointed him publicly for his ministry. And then a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Yeah, God the Father testifies to Jesus as his Son, the Son of God, with whom I am well pleased. And Jesus is ready to do his three-year ministry. They were happy with that, the false teachers. They didn't have a problem with that. That's why John says, This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not by the water, but by the water and the blood. They believed in the baptism. They believed that Christ came upon Jesus, that God's Spirit came upon Jesus at his baptism. But where they didn't, what they didn't believe and what they were teaching falsely was when it came to the blood which refers to the cross. They said it was Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who died on the cross, yes. But there they say that at the cross, God's Spirit left him or Christ left him. And it's amazing that not many people want to believe that Jesus, the Son of God, died on the cross today. That God died on the cross to forgive our sins. God died... The righteous man died for the unrighteous men to bring us to God. And then the Holy Spirit is the one that testifies. But what's so beautiful about the cross, that at the cross there was the centurion who cried out, truly this was the Son of God. There again, God testifying about His Son on the cross. Jesus did not just receive the Christ at his baptism and lose it at the cross. Jesus was truly man and truly God from, from his birth through to his ascension. And then the Spirit comes along. And the Spirit is the one who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. And the Spirit was with Jesus from his birth to his Ministry where it equipped him, and even on the cross. And we have the spirit of truth. We have the gospel of truth, and we have the spirit who is the truth. That's why it's so, so what we need to learn from this is that if we have the spirit living in us, how much of our life as a Christian is lived out in truth? It should, every day we should be walking and talking the truth. We should be living the truth. We should be fighting the good fight for the sake of Christ. Living out that truth. Because it's truth against falsehood. And we have the Spirit who lives in us. Who's been given to us. And He testifies to the water and the blood. And these three agree. I'm not going to touch on that. You can look at last week as well. So the water, the baptism, and the blood, the cross, really represent the story of Jesus, his life, his three years of ministry, that he was the Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world. It's the story about the Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Once you start denying that Jesus is the Christ after his death, then we don't have a righteous 
Saviour. We take away the Son of God, the Son of Man, the Son of David, and all we have is a man. And that's what a lot of false religions say, that Jesus was just a, a man, a morally upright man who taught well and knew his scriptures. But that's not so. We know that Jesus is the Christ. I mean, you have to back up to verse 4 of 1 John chapter 5. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? And then he goes on to say in verse 6, This is He who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. And there he starts to refute the false teachers. God's testimony is trustworthy because the Spirit is the truth. And you can trust God's Word when you go and witness it to people. Because the Spirit of truth lives in you and you have the Word of truth and you're taking truth to people. We're not taking lies. We're not making up stories. We're taking God's sacred Word to people. And we're sowing it into their lives, or we're watering it, and we pray that God would bring it to fruition or grow the seed. But let's look at our second truth that God testifies about His Son. And the second truth is that His, his testimony, God's testimony, is greater than man's testimony. And we read that in 1 John chapter 5, verses 9 to 12. God's testimony is greater. The, the argument when we, when we read there, verse 9, if we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. The argument is from the lesser to the greater. But we know that we do receive the testimony of men and we also receive the testimony from men. This is how John's letter started in verses 1 to 3. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest and we have seen it and testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We have God's testimony in us, and we'll see that now. But we have God's testimony and we take it to the world. It's how we live and how we talk and, and how we share God's Word. I received God's testimony from a man who's lesser. He witnessed to me. He shared the gospel with me. But if we, if we hear God's testimony from men, surely God's testimony from Himself is far greater and we should accept it? Yes, we can go into election, we can go into the God of this age. Satan has blinded the minds of people. But... We, you, all we have to do as brothers and sisters and Christians in Christ is just take God's word and sow it into the lives of people and trust God with it. Don't try and figure people out. Don't even try to save them. Don't even try 
do everything. Because you taking God's testimony, and God's testimony is far greater than my testimony that I give them about God. Because God is infinitely greater he, he, in His eternal nature and power than infinite man. God is infinitely greater. And God's testimony has far greater importance and value because of its content. What is its, its, what's its content? Well, verse 9 says, If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God, that He has borne concerning His Son, which He has given about His Son. God's testimony is all about His Son, Jesus Christ. It's not about Himself. It's about His Son. And I think we must also be careful when we share our, our testimony, what God has done in our lives to people, be careful we don't take God's testimony away from Him. And it's all about me and what God has done in my life. And we end up watering down the Gospel. There's a time and a place for, for our testimony, what God has done for us. But a lot of people get it wrong. They spend such a long time playing up their old life and then they spend such a little time telling people what God has done for them. It should be the other way around. Just tell, tell them that you were a sinner. And then, just, then you tell them how God saved you and what He's done in your life. We always want to make it look dramatic and I was a drug addict and I was this and then God saved me. It doesn't matter if you were a drug addict or not. God saved you. But we try and, we try and entertain people and we try and entice people to... We can't, we try sometimes make our testimonies, um, we entertain people through our te testimonies, make them colourful, hoping that they're going to believe. And we take away God's testimony. It's, it's what Paul says here in, in, in 1 Corinthians. It's, this is a great verse that has helped me in my own preaching and sharing the gospel. Where Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, um, for Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. It's about the good news. It's about God's testimony, the gospel. And not with words of eloquent wisdom, cleverness of speech, entertainment, etc. Lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. And how often we might empty the cross of its power. Because we share about us. And we take away God's testimony and the beautiful thing is when we get God's testimony right and we share God's testimony verse 10 tells us whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself if you're a believer and you're sitting here today you're a Christian and you believe you have God's testimony in your heart It's lovely what someone will say. When we share God's testimony with people, there is the unseen but powerful ministry of the Holy Spirit who testifies to the saving truth of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The Holy Spirit opens our eyes to acknowledge the truth, incline our wills to embrace the truth, and stirs our hearts to love the truth. When God gets hold of your heart, He changes that heart into not loving the world anymore, but to loving the things, seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand. And this is a process. 
But it's the Spirit's ministry to make the facts of Christ come to life before our eyes in our hearts. God's testimony is so important to be clearly shared. Not perfectly. The work of the Holy Spirit is there to cause our hearts to receive and rest upon Jesus Christ alone for forgiveness of sins and acceptance with God. The Holy Spirit takes God's testimony that we share with people and brings about the truth of God's Son to their hearts to illuminate their lives with the light of the knowledge of the truth so they can see the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ and then they can experience its power. Or we experience God's power. Do we experience God's power in our lives? The Holy Spirit that has been given to us not power to move mountains, not power to, to, to intimidate people, but power to exercise self-control, power to exercise gentleness, kindness, joy, love, peace, the fruits of the Spirit that have been cultivated. That when you stand in a shop and you, and you become impatient, you pray for wisdom and God's power, the Holy Spirit empowers you to remain patient. And if you've been memorizing Scriptures, Scriptures will come to your mind and your heart. God's testimony is, is, is what comes to live in our hearts when we believe and experience God's power so we can walk with God in this fallen world. And unfortunately, it says there, whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. And we should thank God for that. Wake up in the morning and thank God for your salvation. Go to bed and thank God for your salvation. Because whoever does not believe God has made him a liar, because he has not believed in the testimony that God has borne concerning his Son. And like I said last week, if we take God's Word and God's testimony to someone, and you share it with someone, forget about what they're going to think of you, because it's far worse what they think of God. Because when you walk away and they don't believe you, They've made God out to be a liar. And there's blasphemy. We always walk away and thinking, oh, shame, and maybe I didn't witness properly. Maybe I should have said more. Maybe, maybe uh, uh, I didn't answer their question properly. We think so much about ourselves, but we forget about, actually, they've, they've denied our testimony, they've denied God's testimony, and they're making God out to be a liar. Do you ever think of that? That judgment that comes upon that person? Hopefully, maybe in five years' time, you go back and you share God's testimony with that, that same person again and they repent. You can't say that person's not going to be saved, but he's making God out to be a liar at that time. And that's what he's living with until he repents. This world is like it is because man has forgotten God. God, you're a liar. We don't need your truth. Go put it back in the cupboard. We know what we're doing. Look what we're doing to the world. Look what man's doing to the world because he's forgotten God. He's forgotten his truth. And because we're not hearing God's testimony. And what's worse is when people, like in this church, there are people that profess to know Jesus, but they're living as they please. They're not loving God and loving His Word and obeying His commandments. Like, like it said in, um, in 1 John, 
chapter 2, verse 6. Whoever says he abides in Jesus ought to walk in the same way in which he walked, obediently and humbly and faithfully with his Father. Loving his Father and loving man. But these people will not do that. So if you say you love Jesus and you do not show it in your life, you're making God a liar. You're making God a liar. Because you're telling everybody you're this wonderful Christian, but there's nothing going on in your life. There's no change. You just carry on doing the same thing, living the same. 1 John chapter 5, and um, sorry, 1 John chapter 2, verse 4 says, Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments, is a liar. And the truth is not in him. They are not only a liar, but they also make God out to be a liar. I added that. that that's all we do. What's at stake when we don't believe in God's testimony? Well, and this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. But whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. If you deny God's testimony, you do not have eternal life until you truly repent. God's testimony is all about Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is life, true life, life that restores us into fellowship with God. To have the Son is to have life, is to have salvation, is to have eternal life. But to not have the Son, to not believe that Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is not to have eternal life. It is to have eternal death until you repent. And you make God out to be a liar until you repent. Because Jesus said, I'm the way and the truth and life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And this is Jesus, the Son of God, the Son of David, the Son of Man, the Christ that is telling us this. Jesus Christ is our salvation. And to deny God's testimony is to not have life. The life that He's given us. Eternal life. God's testimony is far greater than man's testimony. And that's why we must share God's testimony. It's about Him and not ourselves. He has given us His testimony. He has told us, take my word and, and, and witness these things about my Son. Because it's all about God's testimony. And these two beautiful truths that we've looked at this morning from 1 John chapter 5, verses 6 to 12. God's testimony is trustworthy, his word is trustworthy. God is trustworthy. But his testimony is trustworthy and his testimony is greater than man's. And it's all about him. God testifies about his son, the son of God, to help us believe God's testimony. And he's given us his spirit to help us, to hold fast to this testimony. And I, and I close with Romans chapter 6 to, to help us. Romans chapter 6 says this. Verse 22. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the, the, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end eternal life. 
For the wage of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You want eternal life? Believe in God's testimony, which is about His Son, Jesus Christ. I'm the way and the truth and life. No one comes to the Father but through me. God's testimony is about Jesus. And like John said, and this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life, and this life is in His Son, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, we, we thank You for our eternal life. We thank You for our salvation. We thank You for, for, for our redemption that comes through Jesus. So thank You, Father, for all that You've accomplished for us through Jesus. Please help us to believe in, in Your testimony, which is about Your Son. Help us believe. Help us to believe Your testimony. Help us to hold fast Your testimony and make it known to this world. I pray, Father, that if we haven't believed your, your testimony according to your word, may we repent and put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and believe. Believe that, that he was raised according to the scriptures on the third day. Confess with our mouth that he is Lord. So, Father, please help us. Help us to hold fast these, these two truths, that your testimony is trustworthy. And we can take it to people openly and just sow it into their lives. But your testimony is greater than man's testimony. Because it's all about your Son. It's all about eternal life in your Son. And whoever has your Son has life. And we thank you for that, Father. But be merciful to those that have denied your testimony, that have made you out to be a liar. Please continue to give us the boldness and keep that door open so we can keep watering the seed. Keep witnessing to these people in a loving way, in gentleness and kindness, so we too can sow your love into their lives. So Father, we just thank you now for your word. Thank you for this morning's service. Thank you we could sing and, and hear your word preach and sing your word, even though we had no power. But we do have power. We have the Holy Spirit who lives in us, and he gives us the power to be faithful, loving, caring, trustworthy servants. So Father, thank you that we have received power upon us when the Holy Spirit came upon us to live godly lives in this dark world. Thank you now, Father, for this morning. Pray in us this all in Jesus' name. Amen.